We welcome your ears. We welcome your ears. We welcome your ears. When we started, our listenership, or at least the number of people listening to individual podcasts, was minimal. Yeah. We did a little over 1,100 downloads our entire first year <laughs> with 52 episodes. And now the grand total is we're up around 32,000 total downloads over the five-year period, right? This last year, which is July to July, we're going to be approaching 14,000 odd. So that's basically a 12-fold increase from our first year. Right. Over the five-year period, we'll end up between 33 and 34,000. You're listening to The Sill Podcast with Peter Noche and Harry Posner. Episode 180, pH Factor, The Sill, 2017 to 2022. Oh, the changes we've seen. Come on in, have a seat. Join the conversation. 180 podcasts that we started five years ago, roughly. Yeah, it'll be five years on July 10th. Wow, wow, that's incredible. We weren't sure it was that July 10th recording. We weren't even going to post that recording because we were just having a conversation in the living room. Yeah, in fact, we didn't post the first, I don't know, five or six anyway, right? Prior to that, we did eight podcasts under the name Tongue and Groove. Oh, right. Tongue and Groove. Whoever <laughs> <laughs> fails to draw laughter. Yeah, Tongue, Tongue and Groove. Except that we thought that that would have a lot of nuance. What sort of nuance do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, anybody who's you, bishop to the queen, but anybody who knew me would have thought that was intentional, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I thought it was a fun name while it lasted. In- so did I. So did I. In fact, uh, I still think it's a great name. And we made a change. I think I was affected by someone. I can't remember who now. Back then, had mentioned to me what was I doing, and I think I'd sent out a couple of samples to friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they said, tongue and groove. <laughs> because... It could be a couple of strippers. Well, because the way I wrote it, remember, it was tongue with, and then there was the... Apostrophe N. Apostrophe N groove, right? right? So it could be in groove. Oh, right. So you can imagine the thoughts on tongue in groove. Yeah. So anyway, which to me is actually... Pretty mild compared to some of the titles yeah, exactly. of podcasts out there, right? Exactly. And so it began. And then we met one day in your house and we didn't even set it up properly with mics or anything. Well, we used a Tascam, I think. Yeah, it was a Tascam recorder. Tascam recorder, right? Right. And we just sat it on a table. Neither one of us were positioned in front of a mic, so we got a little bit of room reverb. Whatever. It didn't matter. Yeah. Because we just had a conversation about, we didn't even know really where we were going to start. And in fact, I recall we recorded about 20 minutes and I think I used 15 or 16 minutes of it. That's TSP 000, right? That's right. Who are these guys? Who do these guys think they are? Yeah. As an introduction to you and I and what we're doing and why we're doing it sort of thing. That's right. And then for the first, I don't know, two years, we determined to center our interviews around the intersection between technology and art. Yes. So we took pains to kind of pull from both of those worlds in our conversations. But inevitably, we strayed yep. and talked about pretty well everything. Well, what we did was, first, maybe a little background on the art and technology. That's how we met at a cafe where I was doing the tech side, meaning people were coming in to ask questions and I was assisting them with their computers, with their iPhones, whatever, once or twice a week. And I happened to encounter you at the other side of the cafe. Once in a while, I'd spot you there with your computer and you were doing your books or writing or whatever you were doing in the artistic sense. And somehow one day we talked to each other and you inquired about uh, electronic book publishing and self-publishing and so on. Yeah. And that's how it happened. 
And then I thought, you know, after a few times, I thought, you know what, every time we meet, we, then we have a coffee, we have a conversation. And so why don't we just carry that on? Mm-hmm. And call it a podcast. And call it a podcast. That's right. <laughs> and of course, I've been mentioning it to you for a while before that, because I've always loved audio. And I thought, no, why don't I apply all these mm-hmm. interests? And then a big trigger was the fact that you mentioned that you had written some things in a book. And then I asked you if I could see some of that work. Mm-hmm. And I think what first was the Toshi series, the children's books. I had written three children's stories that take place in Japan, and we recorded those as the first project. Right? Mm-hmm. That's right. And we did Toshi first. Right. Podcast begins, and later on we did an audio book, and then we did an audio CD of spoken word poetry as well. We completed it. You actually made the CD and sold some. Exactly. All of this stuff, we should tell people, is available on posnerbooks.com.com. That's P-O-S-N-E-R-B-O-O-K-S.com. And of course, uh, since then, as we just mentioned at the beginning, we're 180 podcasts in after five years. This will be 180, which will go up on July 3rd. Mm -hmm. So altogether, we're approaching 100 hours of recorded podcast. 100 hours of chit-chat and entertaining interviews, fun podcasts with laughter and music. Six categories now we have. Six categories. We began with transcendent tunes category, Mm -hmm. right? Right, because we both had an interest in music and we wanted to do the historical process and learn details. It was just because it's something we were both interested in. And I think we've done about a dozen of those. Mm -hmm. And then we stopped doing them because we were worried in terms of the copyright. We wanted to give copyright its due. We thought, no, maybe we can't do this in this way. So we just kind of stopped doing that. Mm -hmm. But they're still there in the archive. Mm -hmm. And then we added in Time Trek, talking about historical moments and events and developments in history. And then we added in digging words, highlighting certain words and their etymology and how they're used and the repercussions of their meaning, etc. And then we added in the undefinable spirit. Which was strictly interviews. Yeah. We've interviewed 20-odd people over the last five years. So it's been quite a ride. And that led to another type of interview, but on a more global scale. Right. Planetary postcards. Yeah. We've traveled to Italy, to Greece. Germany. Germany, to Africa, Mm -hmm. and to Japan. So far. So far. Mm -hmm. So that's exciting. I really like that department, actually. And it seems to be catching on. Initially, when we started, our listenership, or at least the number of people listening to individual podcasts, was minimal. Yeah. We did a little over 1,100 downloads our entire first year (laughs) with 52 episodes. And now the grand total is we're up around 32,000 total downloads over the five-year period, right? This last year, which is July to July, we're going to be approaching 14,000 odd. So that's basically a 12-fold increase from our first year. Right. Over the five-year period, we'll end up between thirty-three and 34,000. So all you people out there, first of all, thank you very much for lending us your ears and for responding, as some of you have. Yes, some people have donated, too. Yeah, people have donated, and that's really... Appreciated. We're grateful for that. Whoever you are out there, thank you very much for this. And we want to keep this going. Now, here's the thing. Five years, we're at a changeover point. The world is at a tipping point, as our most recent podcast has suggested. And this podcast is kind of at a tipping point as well, given that yours truly is actually leaving this province, Ontario, and moving to Nova Scotia in Canada. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, but we've known it's been coming for a few months. 
Yeah. And so what that means is at a practical level, the end of in-person chit-chat as we are now in this little studio here and going long distance, doing Zoom, doing it by phone, by Skype or whatever. And we've had some experience with that because we've had to do two or three along the way, either due to inclement weather or other situations that have arisen over time. Yeah. So it's quite doable and the sound is good. So those listening, there shouldn't be any decrease in sound quality. It's not so much that the show must go on, it's the show will go on. Right. So what Peter and I are going to do in the next little while as I'm into my moving phase, three weeks from now, I'm in a car with three cats driving 1,200 kilometers east. To Nova Scotia. To Nova Scotia. What we're going to be doing is sort of assessing and thinking about the podcast and what could come and how it could shift and change. And this is where you guys come in as well. You know, this is the time if you haven't commented, if you haven't sent in your thoughts, send them in now as to what we could do, what you might like to see us do in the future. Or not do. Or not do. Yeah. Any ideas you have, we're really interested because we are at a place now where there's a certain flexibility and we can decide to move in different directions. So one of the directions, for example, that Peter and I have talked about, you and I have talked about this, mm -hmm. is moving into the area of perhaps fiction, mm -hmm. storytelling, different kinds of audioscapes, soundscapes mm -hmm. that we can work with and play with to yeah. make this a unique experience. Exactly. And if you are sending us feedback, just go to the contact page and write your comments you can voice your comments if you don't want to take the time to type anything out because we've got an audio button. Yeah. You simply press and record and uh, on that we can also possibly use your comments on a future podcast with your permission, permission. of course. Yeah. So, Peter, thinking back over the past five years, mm. what have these years meant to you in terms of how the podcast has kind of fit into your life, let's say? been in the back of my mind for many years before the podcast began in the sense that I've been doing audio work long before the digital age came about. Yeah. Audio has always been an interest of mine in nuance as well, because oftentimes when I read something in text, the information is there, but I don't get the emotion or the energy. Yeah. Unless, of course, the writer is exceptional because a good writer can do that yeah. in terms of what the color of it is, what the feeling, the energy, the nuance of it. Beyond that, those are all kind of technical and interest things. For me, this has been an exceptional journey of sorts. Made me even more introspective than I was before I began doing this podcast. And I have you to also compliment or at least to say thank you to because I've learned from our interaction. I've learned to be a better listener, I think, for starters. That alone has revealed the whole world to me. Yeah. Giving it the extra second, not interrupting, attempting to have a conversation and really listen to what the other person's saying versus preparing my answer before the person has even concluded mm -hmm. their mm -hmm. thought. Well, this whole exercise has been an exercise in the art of conversation. I think right from the beginning, we understood that that's what this podcast would be giving people. Mm-hmm would be a kind of little entree into a room where two guys are just talking who aren't major experts in anything in particular, but know a bit about lot and are willing to share their experiences and their viewpoints and listen to each other and bounce off each other's ideas. And you just said something that was very important because you said something about sharing. And for me, there's a word that I've always loved, which is the word vulnerable. Yeah. And I don't come by it easy. Mm -hmm. uh, so I knew that some of this would take me out of my comfort zone. 
Right. But at the same time, it sounds cliche, but there's a lot of growth <laughs> uh, through this process. Yeah. And also, of course, uh, other factors that we've discussed in our podcast, events that occurred. The birth of my granddaughter was pivotal. Suddenly, I felt this desire to leave something. Mm. Not that that was the initial push, but it was certainly a significant one in the beginning. Right. And still is. The other thing that I learned through this was that, in a way, it's been cathartic as well. It's allowed me to get rid of some of those feelings and thoughts mm. through the podcast and perhaps be a little bit lighter too. Oh, sure. I mean, I try to find moments where lightness can come into a heavy conversation because after all, we're talking, you and I, we've been talking for five years, essentially about the human condition. Yep. Who we are, where we've come from, where we're going, how do we talk to each other? How do we interact? What are the things going on around us that are affecting us, et cetera, mm -hmm. and each other? And so for me, What's been important is to get more insight into human nature, into who we are as beings, as spiritual beings in a way. Yeah. So all of these extraneous events, elections, catastrophes, COVID, mm -hmm. I have to include, yep. it's been a very serious time. They're all part of the human condition and our evolution as a species and have to be put into context to get perspective. And that's in a way what we try to do the best we can is to put things into perspective for folks, right? And we try our best to not be judgmental. I don't know if we always succeed, but we try our best to just present a case not as a fact so much. Yeah. As an opinion and a thought. Yeah, and we have our biases. Sure. Everyone has biases. We have biases. You love moderation and balance. You tend to be biased in that direction. I tend to be biased in the direction of let's cut through the regulations and the rules. Let's do something completely outside the box and see sure. what happens, right? So that's art and technology in a way connecting. Yeah, which by the way, is something that I really enjoy about this podcast, because the truth is, at least from where I sit, neither one of us is one or the other. We're both a mix of things you just discussed. Yeah. I'm not always as moderate or as centered as perhaps you make me out to be. And you, on the other side, are also not as militant or as <laughs> strongly opinionated as you sometimes may come across. <laughs> and that, to me, is a very important part of this podcast, because you and I have discussed many times, even from a political level, we've talked about issue-centric versus ideologies. Yeah. And that, to me, is reflective of that. When you realize that as an individual, you're neither one or the other. A lot of it depends on situation and circumstance. You can cross over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's given us an opportunity to share our own personal stories, whether it's family history stories, you know, my mother being in the camps in the Second World War and how that has affected me as an individual, mm -hmm. as a person. And her experiences there, or whether it's you and your manic depressive father who went through World War II. Yeah, right. So these are all stories that we share. And as many people have pointed out, including Yuval Harari, whom we've referenced a lot, mm -hmm. our lives are stories and our shared vision for society is a grouping of shared stories, essentially, that we envision, that we share and care for and caretake and give to the next generation. Yes, some of the most satisfying moments I've had with this podcast are not complicated at all. They're very simple. I get an email from someone who had a better night's sleep or 
Yeah. They came out of a depressive state while listening to us talk about something or... Went into <laughs> and went into another one. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for that depressive state. Yeah. Or I, I'm talking to someone and out of the blue, they'll say, you know, I listened to that podcast. That was a really good point. I never thought about that. Or do you really think that? Yeah. I like all aspects because none of us knows everything. And we have to kind of be the world that we want to be in. Yeah, be the change you want to be. The other thing I like about the podcast world, at least this one that we're engaged in now, is, I mean, technically speaking, we are kind of media. We're part of the world of media in a sense, mm-hmm. right? But in a very other sense, I don't feel a part of that at all. I feel that this is a very unique format and platform for human beings to hear each other and to hear about each other's concerns and ideas and thoughts and not have some sort of sponsorship necessarily connected to it that's influencing the ideas that we express or share, like some media companies do. We can basically talk about anything we want to in the way we want to talk about it. Yes. And as I mentioned to you, when we first met, that was one of the draws that I had to audio in general, but podcasting specifically, because the creative incentive is virtually unlimited. Yeah. It's not restrained, is what I'm saying, too, by commercial interests. We decided early on and kept our promise to not have any commercial advertising in our podcasts and to offer them up free online. So to this day, all 180 podcasts are available online. Yes. And as we've mentioned before, there's a lot of work behind the scenes. Yeah. We both contribute in different ways. I can't speak specifically for you because I'm not with you every minute, but I've put in pretty close to 2,000 hours into this thing from day one. Mm -hmm. So there is a certain cost associated with it. If I had taken those same hours and earned whatever, but that's part of the process and part of the Mm decision-making. And to me, it was also an opportunity to do something. And this gave me and us the opportunity to create something the way we would also enjoy or experience it. You know how I am about sound quality and Mm -hmm. about certain things that I didn't particularly find appealing as a listener. Yeah. And now I could take those experiences and apply to my own product. And of course, we're learning all the time. That's the other thing I really love. Mm. There's no end to the tweaking. And what I love is that we don't have to go to anyone or wait for anything. The other thing that this podcast has done in a way for me is I think, especially over the last couple of years, Mm. has made me more engaged and want to engage with the world out there, with the powers that be, with the people who affect my life, namely government and institutions, et cetera, et cetera. So the whole COVID thing and the mandates and the restrictions and the lockdowns and all of the tampering with our rights, our basic fundamental rights. It's made me a bit more militant and a bit more willing to engage the minister, the MP. So, for example, a couple of days ago, the Liberals, the NDP and the Bloc voted down a conservative motion to end the restrictions to travel Mm -hmm. and to take it back to pre-pandemic levels. And they voted that down. And I didn't understand why. I could not understand why they voted no to this. And so I wrote a letter, an email, and I sent it out to every single member of parliament. I think there were 220 Mm -hmm. who voted no, who voted this motion down, sent them an email saying, explain yourself. Where's the science behind this? Why is this happening? Why are you doing this? And I got two responses. 
Actually, I appreciate it because I may not voice it the same way, but I'm very much in agreement with a lot of your thoughts on this whole subject of what's been happening. And of course, that comes across in a lot of our podcasts. Yeah. And I need to tell you this on a personal level. I've had many experiences in my nearly 70 years, and this is probably one of the best longstanding collaborative efforts I've had in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. But I just wanted to let you know that I really appreciate the way we work. Mm -hmm. And well, I'll speak for myself. You make me better at what I do. I've never felt a need to tap into the egocentric side of myself during this process. Yeah, and I appreciate that. And I think for people who want to start up their own podcasts with partners, that's really important. You need to establish really early on, can this thing work in terms of the chemistry, in terms of the respect? Do you listen to each other? Are you interested in what the other has to say? And if those things aren't there, it would be difficult to do what we've done. Certainly for me, again, we have our personality types. We also live different lives. Yeah. We have different family backgrounds and so on. And we never really force one another to do anything. And both of us, in my opinion, have been able to say to the other, yeah, I like that idea better. Or, yeah, I think that works better. Yeah. I mean, unless you've had experience collaborating over the years, and I have, I've collaborated on many different kinds of projects in the arts world, especially. You much more than I. Yeah, maybe. And you have to put your ego aside when you're playing in the creative fields because ego will just stifle creativity or it will make one person want to control the whole thing and it will sour it for everyone else. And artists, in some respects, more than other kinds of people, really want to have everyone in the group who's collaborating get a win out of it and, mm -hmm. and be part of it and feel like they're being heard, etc. Because otherwise, the best ideas could be lost. And it's funny you say that because what you just expressed is also what I would like in my process. Mm -hmm. However, I've always come from a lone wolf position. So I've adapted. I'm adapting and I'm learning from the things you described. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Mm. Of the 180 episodes, which two or three do you go back to in your mind and go, I really enjoyed that, or that was one of our best ones, or I really like those two or three? Good question, because so many of the ones we did over the five years, you tend to not remember as yeah. much. But Risible, which was episode 68, in the opening minutes, we just had a good laugh. An autopsy professor giving a, an introductory lecture to a class of students. You get the scene, right? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So standing over a corpse, he addresses the class. He says, there are two things you need to make a career in medical forensics. First, you must have no fear. Mm -hmm. Having said that, he shoved his finger up the corpse's anus <laughs> and licked it. <laughs> now you must do the same. This is what he tells the entire class. After a couple of minutes of uneasy silence, the class did as instructed. Second, the professor continues... You must have an acute sense of observation. For instance, how many of you noticed that I put my middle finger up this man's anus, but licked <laughs> my index finger? <laughs> well, that was just <gasps> risible. Well, this one gives me a kick, too. It's not quite the same, but there's a boy who comes home and complains to his father, and he says, you told me to put a potato in my swimming <laughs> trunks. You said it would impress the girls at the pool. But you forgot to mention one thing. And the father says, really? What? That the potato should go in the front. 
<laughs> the potato should go in the front. Ba-boom. Ba-boom. Rimshot, please. Laughing is a universal language, Harry. Yes, and the word of the day is risible. <laughs> uh, many of the podcast moments are generally in the humor area. However, we've done, I think, some really good work. I think one we've done recently, actually, with uh, Stacey Dittman. I thought that was... On homeschooling. On homeschooling. I thought that was a very interesting one. Mm -hmm. Because apart from what we do, you and I both know that the guest we have makes a huge difference in terms of the final product. Yeah. And we've been really blessed that way. I don't think we've really had what I would call a bad interview. We've had moments, we've had some that have been more perhaps interesting than others, but none of our interviews, as far as I'm concerned anyway, right. have been really mm -hmm. off. Mm -hmm. Pinocchio was one that sticks in my head. Remember the TSP number? Uh, yes, 144. That's a great one. Pinocchio is a fabulous one. But I think that it became that way because of you. You asked me to do part of the book in Italian, and I thought, well, that's interesting. And so your enthusiasm for Pinocchio kind of rubbed off on me, but it also brought back <laughs> my lifetime interest in Pinocchio because Pinocchio, being Italian born, being part of that country and, and history and literary history, Pinocchio is a huge figure. I mean, he's known worldwide, but in Italy, he's a real icon. Right. Some of my favorites are the transcendent tunes. I really enjoyed Stairway to Heaven. Yes. I really enjoyed Sniper, Al Jolson, and of course, Edith Piaf. Yeah. No Je Ne Regret Over Rien. Over 5,000 downloads of that particular podcast. It is yeah. by far the most listened to podcast we have. That's TSP 109. Stunning. Really, I'm quite shocked. Yeah. Uh, but I also liked some of the time trek things we did. I learned a lot in researching that. Yes. And interviews like Andrea Bird's interview was really poignant and powerful, given her state and where she is in her life and her death process. Yes. And it's very high up there in popularity among the downloads. Yes, it is. Right? Yeah. So many of them stand out. And in fact, we did one where you introduced an elderly woman by the name of Lizzie Pinkyweather, <laughs> <laughs> who at the age of 80-something, still smokes marijuana. I think Lizzie was 94. Yeah. 80 comes to mind because her husband died at 80. That's right. Yeah. And uh, I had to play this Lizzie, this 94-year-old oh. grandmother who smokes pot. Given that your friend Dietro, which I understand you were born in the same year, so you're That's approximately right. the same age. Yeah. Do uh, you think that marijuana, whether in its actual physical form or the effect that it had on you and the way you were feeling, do you think it added to your longevity? Oh, absolutely. It made life much more bearable. Uh, the sex with Horace was wonderful, I have to say. And by the way, when did Horace leave us? Oh, 15 years ago. 15 years ago. So Horace would have been... Approximately 80? That's right. And you know, when he discovered that I was smoking marijuana, at first he didn't like it very much. I have to admit. But the sex, the sex was so good. Yes. That he came around. He came around. He came Literally around. and figuratively. Literally and figuratively. Yes. Oh, you naughty <laughs> boy. Oh, so I couldn't help myself, Lizzie. Because I have to say, I, I understand that uh, completely. I mean, if for no other reason than just being relaxed, which is paramount to enjoying anything. Absolutely. And Absolutely. so Horace, did he partake? No, his, his drug of choice was whiskey. Whiskey? So he would get rather mildly tanked, you might say. Yes. And I would get mildly high. But we would meet in the middle. 
Actually, that didn't make air, but a portion of it as an excerpt and something. Yeah. And then we also did an actual chit-chat where we both decided to get high on cannabis to see what the experience was about and what it was like. And you just reminded me of probably my absolute favorite piece, which you recorded, yeah. which was your conversation with Siri. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I am Siri. Okay, I am Harry. Nice to meet you. I don't know what you mean by, okay, I am Harry. Nice to meet you. How about a web search for it? No, I don't think I want to search the web today. But I'd like to know a bit more about you. Where do you come from? If you don't, you don't. Now you're being rather coy. The weather seems pretty good right now in Koi Island, New Zealand. What the hell does Koi Island, New Zealand have to do with who you are and how you are? Here's what I found on the web for what the hell does Koi Island, New Zealand have to do with who you are and how you are. I don't want stuff about the web. I want stuff about you. Okay. So... Tell me about you. I'm Siri, your virtual assistant. Okay, I'm Harry, your virtual assistant person thing. I don't understand. Okay, I am Harry, your virtual assistant person thing. But I could search the web for it. Okay, go ahead. That may be beyond my abilities at the moment. How intelligent are you, Siri? I couldn't even begin to think about knowing how to answer that question. Well, why don't I help you? Who, me? Yes, you. That's what I figured. Okay, shall we start? I can't answer that. Well, don't answer it then. Let me help you. You are a speech recognition technology voice. Who, me? Yes, you. That's what I thought. Well, great. Then we're on the same page. I'm not sure I understand. You know, a page, a piece of paper. Okay, here's what I found. I don't have an answer for that. Well, you don't have to have an answer for everything, do you? Who, me? Yes, you. That's what I figured. You figure a lot of things, don't you? Okay. You're very amenable. If you insist. Well, I do insist. I'm not sure I understand. That's okay. We'll talk another time. I'm not sure I understand. I'm just saying we'll talk another time and see you later. I don't understand. I'm just saying we'll talk another time and see you later. But I could search the web for it. No, don't bother. I'll do it myself. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. It's okay. I'm sorry. No, really. You don't have to be sorry. It's okay. I don't really like these arbitrary categories. Well, I don't mean to hurt your feelings. Very well. Thank you. And thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, I decided to try to have a conversation with Siri and see how Siri did. Yeah, and it was fascinating in a way to be on this side of the conversation and to try to, in a sense, pretend yeah. that this was another individual and to just speak naturally to them. It was hilarious also because if anyone listens to that, and I don't even remember now the podcast because I think we were doing a retroactive. Yeah. Every year, the very last podcast of the year, we do a sort of uh, retrospective. And I think I included that. Yeah, and I think we did that as part of a podcast about technology and relation to travel, because I had just come back from Paris. Exactly. And I think it was in that zone of podcasts that the Siri conversation came up. Watching you as we went through this, because we got involved in a few side projects along the way, because you did your own thing and I did my own thing while we did the podcast. And then sometimes things that we learned during the podcast, for example, if you were working on a project or you did a performance or whatever, you would say, hey, can you do something with this audio? So suddenly all these things began to overlap. And I learned a little bit about audio editing by watching the way you work here. And so that I could do some of my own editing. Yes. 
Yeah, so I've learned a bit more about the technical side of audio, of video, of these things without falling into them completely because I'm still an artsy-fartsy dude when it comes down to it. But that also led to two very important podcasts, one completely on actual podcasting itself. So we discussed a lot of things in terms of mics, room, environment, and so on, what it takes to do, why it fails, why it doesn't. And we also did an entire podcast based on your audio book. Peggy Lee's Delicious Lips, right? where you actually ask me questions about procedures and so on. And so they were also informative as well as entertaining. One of my favorites, going back and thinking back on these episodes, it was a time trek, and it was the one that focused on an art show in Nazi Germany in right. the 30s, the Degenerate Art Show. And what I learned when I read about it was I was just astounded. It was an amazing experience understanding the rationale behind the art show and who was in it, including Picasso and some very famous artists. Their work was considered degenerate and was in that show. Mm -hmm. The way it was hung, where it was exhibited, and the fact that more people saw that show than the state-sanctioned show down the block (laughs) was fascinating to me. A really interesting episode I had no idea about. And I think a lot of people had no idea about until that episode. So where to from here is a very good question. And we're going to take some time over the next few weeks as I make my transition. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about what we can do and where to from here. And we'll keep you posted. And on a personal note again here, I just want to say, I know we're going to keep in touch. And we haven't decided exactly where this is going to go or what's going to transpire over the next few weeks. Because a lot of it is a mystery at this point until you get settled out there and see what happens. Yeah. I just want to say thanks, and it has affected my perception of things. It's even affected uh, my relationships with people. I think you're still vibing on that marijuana, Louis. Yeah. So that's what people are coming for. Now, let's talk about that for a second, because in case you are listening and you think we were whipped out of our minds, I want to tell you that the entire thing that Harry and I talked about was literally off one toke. That's right. In fact, I still have that particular joint. Uh, which is 90% intact. <laughs> this was like six months ago we did this? Oh, no, this is Joanna Nuding. It's been a year, over a year, year now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were prepping for that interview. And by the way, that episode, which is TSP 147, mm-hmm. is the fourth most listened to podcast of all 180. And for those interested, Joanna Nuding is a cannabis counselor, mentor, aficionado, aficionado teacher. Of all things cannabis. And she practices what she speaks. Yeah, and she has a podcast as well. Yes. So that's the last thing we should leave is the proliferation of podcasting continues to rise, right? Continues to grow? Right now, I would say that it's not only risen significantly. 2015, 2016 is when it started to kick upwards, but generally it's been just a steady growth. Yeah. Now, what's really changed since we began more so than just podcasting, is the number of languages that it's now being applied to. When we began, it was primarily English. Yeah. There are now more non-English speaking podcasts in the world, combination of other languages, than there are English. And they're all in India. (laughs) (laughs) Well, India is exploding. India, when we began, we were getting zero in India. Now, 15 to 20 Mm percent of all our listenership comes from India. What a lot of people don't realize is that There are more English-speaking people in India than there are in the United States. Right. So as Alanis Morissette, Canadian singer, says, thank you, India. 
That's right. She does. <laughs> we thank India and we thank everyone out there, wherever you are, as Harry mentioned in the beginning, and we'd love to hear from you at some point. And we hope you keep listening. Join our journey, so to speak. And a toast. Five years. Cheers. Cheers. Boom. Boom. On that note, as usual. Ciao, Peter. Ciao, Harry. The Sill Podcast is a Connecting Dots Media production. Available at thesillpodcast.com. Thank you for your donation to The Sill Podcast.